This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome back into the Orange Zone podcast, the award-winning Orange Zone podcast. A reminder, you can find every episode on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get you want to listen in. You can also find every episode on our CNY Central YouTube page if you're watching. What's up from the Sky Cam? How what's we up, doing? What's up? New episodes released every Wednesday. We invite you to like, comment, and subscribe for more Orange Zone content. So I'm Tommy Sladek. We have Samantha Cross, and we have Brendan Hodges back on the producer mic. We had a little bit of a hiatus on vacation, but we're back in it today, and we're getting into what was the big story here in early July, which was LaQuint Allen resolution, and that he is returning to Syracuse football. We'll also be getting into DeAsia Fair, named a Team USA. We have some notes on. A new tournament in women's college basketball. That is not the NCAA tournament. It's not the WNIT. What does that mean? Because that was our big question. So we'll be answering that and then getting into a little bit of the ACC football kickoff next week. How fans will be able to tune in. We have Bayheim's Army. There's a lot going on. It's nice. But Sam, I'll open it up to you. Fresh off of VK. How we feeling? You feeling juiced? You feeling refreshed? I was going to say, is anyone going to ask me the highlights of my vacation? Because I feel like that's yeah. where we should start. Should we do a top <laughs> 10 list and try to rank? You brought us in (laughs) on the top 10 ranked and we had to try to pick it. Wait, you know what my best moment was since being back from vacation? What? Was when in the 2.30 meeting... Sean asked you if you're going to be running any highlights for your upcoming sports cast, and Tommy starts talking about his time at the beach. Okay, I want to adjust that. <laughs> it was asked right after. I, I had been off for a bit. Felt great, by the way. Thanks for asking. And <laughs> we had come back, and he was like, hey, any highlights? And I said, well, the beach was great. And then he was like, no, I meant your sports cast. So little cobwebs of dust off, but I'm feeling good now. <laughs> well, I'm so happy to hear that. And listen, I mean, I told you, but – just my quick iconic moments. Mm-hmm. My 82-year-old grandpa hops onto a float with a couple other people in the pool. Just Legend. an awesome moment. Legend. Went to a wedding and there was a drum set accompanying the DJ and I'm a drummer. So how cool is that? He let me play a little bit. Let me just kind of let it rip. So I had a great time doing that. Other than that, it was just a bunch of family time and I cut my hair because why not? Looks great. Thank you. Yeah, I bet people could probably notice if you are watching on YouTube. But Sam's got the new cut, and you were down in South Carolina too, which was pretty cool. That's true. Charleston for a couple days, Hot. which was great. But you get it- fried, you get sunburnt. You don't even know the half of it, man. <laughs> it's funny that you say hot because, like, the first thing that stuck out to me when I went down there, the air down there compared to Syracuse, bro, it feels like a consistent, just hot breath exhale it's like the it's like imagine god's exhale like that's how it felt the whole time just 24 7 24 7 like a thick exhale of hot air i was like i'm not built for this i am not built for this my lungs aren't built for it and my skin is definitely not built for it i'm still peeling well i'm glad you came back to an exhale of smoke so that's great right Um, so who's a real winner here maybe south carolina at the end of the day (laughs) and what about you your highlights highlights honestly just good time with some family got down at the beach was just I, i had a solid two days where i did nothing needed it like truly 
an impossible amount of nothing. And then from there, it was off to the races, just doing a bunch of activities. And it was good. It was great. I was happy. And uh, but had a, a little tiny bit of work in there because LaQuinn Allen happened and it kind of went into work mode for an hour, which I was fine with just because it was the big story. And I knew that was a, kind of the one thing to keep track of. So we weren't able to get to it last week because we didn't have a show. But just to catch people up, uh, the rising running back for Syracuse football, Sean Tucker, now with the Buccaneers. It was a good run, but we have the new age, the new era coming in. And so there was a lot of hype around LaQuint being in this running back position, and he was able to show flashes of it in the bowl game last year. And so Allen had originally um, been suspended for two semesters by the university because of a fight he was involved in at a it sounds weird saying on-campus fight because it was South Campus, and if you know, it's very much away from like it wasn't like he was. It was a, a fight outside of an academic building. No. It was it was apartments down on South Campus. Anyway, there was a fight. He was involved in it, and he ended up getting a two-semester suspension, which to a lot of people that were uh, knowledgeable of how these things worked felt that that was harsh for what had transpired. He looked to appeal it it was denied and they he actually took the next step to actually file a lawsuit and so that was the thing we were filing and the lawsuit was basically to to fight this and ultimately they came to a resolution where LaQuint dropped his lawsuit and he will be returning to the team in mid-August right mm-hmm Couple takeaways from this situation yeah. because I know everyone is just eager, it. had time to think about it, but also eager and excited to quite honestly move on from it and move past it. But a couple things that I was thinking about. Number one, I think the university realized they were being too harsh. It's as simple as that, which is why they were able to drop the settlement before it ever went to trial. The university walked it back. I think it's the right decision that they did that. There is no question that Allen violated that student code of mm-hmm. conduct because he admitted to punching someone, another student, in the face, right? But he also said that that was after a 23-year-old student had punched him twice. That student, by the way, not charged or disciplined. So I think that, you know, to see a little more uniformity and consistency amongst the punishments and whatnot would be great. I recognize the fact that LaQuint Allen is a student athlete, and I think that because of that, there are higher standards in place always. If you're a student athlete, you represent the university, you should be held to a higher standard, but... I think a lot of people felt this was just simply too harsh of a punishment, and I'm happy to see that it worked out the way that it did. Not to mention, I think fans are just really happy about it, too. This just huge news for SU. It was a, it was a scary scene for a minute there, thinking that LaQuinn Allen might not be a part of this team at all. And I really felt like not only did he look to be the clear-cut successor of Tucker when we saw him in that bowl game, but he was really giving fans a little bit of juice, a little bit of excitement when they mm-hmm. felt like, maybe there was a little bit of a bad taste in their mouth in some ways from last season. Right. Big time. And, and ultimately it, it came down to where it wasn't like LaQuint was trying to not have any punishment. He ultimately offered his own resolutions, which were to be on disciplinary probation for the rest of his time here to be doing more volunteer work on top of what he was already involved in. So like there was a list that he was proposing that was getting denied and the, two-semester suspension was ultimately an expulsion because that would have violated his athletic scholarship. And not every kid is 85K to just fork over, especially when he'd be completely out of the loop, not just in athletics, but in academics. Now he's coming back. We can move forward. 
It's a good feeling, and we'll be seeing if there's going to be some changes maybe to that judiciary board where this shines some light on some stuff that had people scratching their head a little bit. Just so, a little bit of confusion there, so we'll see. We shall see. Uh, before we get to DeAsia Fair being named to Team USA, we forgot to check in with Hodges. Hodges, how we doing? The villain? How's it? it does does being a villain? <laughs> How's the villain? <laughs> does that continue in the summer, you know, or the, do the, you take a break? The villain was <laughs> making sure he could make you guys look good on this podcast for the two weeks you all were relaxed. That was really South nice. Do, do villains go on vacation? I don't think they do. No days I think off. they. I think they go and no like no sleep in a coffin off. like a vampire, <laughs> no, and no, then return. Like for real, no days off, guys. Like it's it's. One of those things where you, you you just do it. You come to work every day. You put in your dues, and then your friends go off on vacation and post all these cool pictures of their granddad on floaties <laughs> or hanging out with family. Um, Wait, no, how no. sad is it for a villain when there's no one to villainize? Yeah, that's got to I mean, be a I tough mean, situation. I mean, Rachel Culver was still here, so mm. oh, okay. Yeah, well, so she's it, she's now a villain too. So that's very true. Trivia villain team. We have a very villainous question for you today. I'm excited uh, for that, that. Nobody in the newsroom could even sniff. Ooh, okay, Sheesh. fine. I think it's probably because we've been so good at it that you need to <laughs> up the game. You and that's fine. You, you're hitting percentages like under 200, guys. No, you, you're, 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 you're just not trying to get him riled up right now. No. But to, honestly, Tom. Tommy was on a heater before we went on vacation. He got three in a row. He was so on a what? heater. The man was playing tic tac toe, not connect four. Nah, not he was. Four. Oh, he wow. was Lawrence motoning you. No, he mm-hmm. wasn't. No, he wasn't. No, he. No, he. Wasn't. Nobody was. <laughs> I'm gonna back say to, back to you Army. guys. Back to you Remember guys. That? Army. <laughs> okay, back to us. Tasia Fair, the player that had, I think, a whole fan base both amped up and relieved when she announced that she would be returning <laughs> for her final year of eligibility with Felicia Leggett Jack's squad um, instead of going pro, which she absolutely had an opportunity to. Now she's coming back. To me, I think that means reaping some NIL deals and mm-hmm. ultimately looking to build on last year, which in a first-year head coach's debut, there was a 20-plus win season. There was a trip to the... Super 16 of the WNIT, and you can say NCAA tournaments to go every year, absolutely. But for year one, heck yeah, that's big. And a part of that was DeAsia Fair, what she was able to do, and she's being seen from an international level because she is now on Team USA for a three-on-three league happening down in Chile. Sick! Like how cool is that? I know, you know. And I think, listen, she was one of the most exciting players on that team, but I also feel like. With FLJ, having it be her first year, bringing in DeAsia Fair, I feel like when you're a first-year head coach, a lot of what you're doing for your team but also for the fans is just trying to establish an identity. Who is this team going to be? And DeAsia Fair was a big part of that. So knowing that she's coming back, I think that her playing in in this three-on-three, what is it, a a league, a tournament, technically? It's a, I think it's a tournament type thing. A it's tur- happen- okay. happening down. Uh, we don't even need to get into the tournament tournament. We just, we'll save We're just going to move on. We'll save that for a rainy day. Argument for another day. But yeah, so it'll be three on three. Uh, why they established it like that, I'm I'm not sure. Part of it was maybe just with all there the There are a lot of like new pieces. Nations Leagues. You think of Nations Leagues and it's more yeah. of an international football or soccer term. Mm-hmm. Like CONCACAF Nations League. The U.S. wins that and it's your region competing mm-hmm. against each other for something tangible. Right. I don't know if it's the same thing as that, but 3v3 basketball has been on the up and up. I mean, it's in the Olympics now. It's the big um, three. Every year during the national championship weekend for um, the NCAA tournament, they have a 3v3 tournament mm-hmm. from a bunch of different conferences, hmm. guys who never played together team up. And I watched that when it was in Minneapolis a couple of years ago. It was really fun. Nice. And it's 
it's grown in popularity, so I'm here for it. Well, I'll tell you what I do know by her playing in this 3v3 tournament. It's going to make her better for the upcoming season. And put her on and the if, map more. And put her on the map more. If you're FLJ, that's exactly what you want. Exactly. And she's playing with some big names. Sydney Taylor, Haley, Haley Van Lith, uh, now with LSU. So I love, I love that some of these big players are coming back because it just creates such a better story heading into women's college basketball this year. And speaking of women's college basketball, the NCAA announced it is creating another women's college basketball tournament that would operate like the men's NIT as a second option for 32 teams who don't make the NCAA tournament. Breathe. Now, Let's put this. Let's put this. Uh, let's put it down simple, because I was confused. I said to myself, "Don't we already have a WNIT?" Like the men's NIT. Oh, so you mean like the WNIT? The WNIT. But there is now going to be the NCAA Women's Tournament, the WNIT Tournament, as well as this uh, Women's Basketball Invitational Tournament. So it's a WBIT, which I mean, I wish they switched up a little bit because <laughs> I feel like that's just really confusing. Ultimately, you're going to have all three happening. And it's because the WNIT operates separate from the NCAA. They probably looked at it as who doesn't want to be playing postseason basketball? Why not do it? So I guess that's what I guess that's what that is. I don't like it. You're not a fan. I don't like it. Why? Drop it. Because and I see Brandon put one of the big questions. Is it a net positive or is it a negative for women's college basketball? I do think overall it's going to be a net positive, but it's going to take time because mm. that second big question he has is, can you see a world where both the WNIT and the WBIT exist together, essentially coexist? And I'm going to say no. I'm going to say drop the independently owned WNIT and let's just keep it to the NCAA. It's very difficult to keep both of these things open at the same time. I know it's not an exact comparison, but if you look at leagues, let's just take lacrosse, for example, pro lacrosse, right? We go across the way there. You had the MLL and the PLL for a while that were operating at the same time. It was always just a bad look. Mm -hmm. I didn't like the fact that they were operating at the same time and eventually the MLL just dissipated. It was on its way out the door anyway. It made more sense for all the players to be playing in the same league. The reason why I don't like it is because I think by having three of these operating at the same time, is it a good thing that there are more players and more teams that can participate? Maybe, but then it feels like it kind of devalues all of the tournaments that are happening. I would actually rather it be a little more exclusive, so it feels like it's a big deal when you make it there. Big time. And I agree with you with that completely. My biggest question is going to be, the way it's operated is you have the 64-team field and then the 32 in the NIT right after that. Is this 32 going to jump the NIT? Uh like completely. I mean, it's also the WNIT. Is the WNIT sixty four? WNIT is sixty four teams. The one that's independently owned. The so WBIT that's being proposed would be a thirty two team tournament. So we're talking about like a, how many women's college we're basketball about teams 64, are there? Sixty four, sixty four, thirty two. <laughs> I'm gonna do some quick math off my head here. One twenty eight plus thirty two. One sixty. One sixty. You do the math. It's too many teams. That's kind of the entire Division One. Uh, I mean, not literally, but it's close to that. So you're right. It's it's going to be I a lot, but to me, is that is this new 32 thing going to hop the 64 of WNIT? I guess a part of it is... We're sure all three of these are happening at the same time. What the money looks like. I don't see how it would happen differently. I, I'm thinking it's going to be similar, because you have, obviously, on the men's side, NCAA tournament, NIT, but then yeah. there's also like the CBI, the College Basketball Invitational, which is that third-tier tournament, and I don't know much about it. But I want to say it runs as either a 16 or 32 team tournament, and it, it's a similar format. But it's that third tier place that no team wants to be at. But if you get invited, 
hey, why not go? Yeah. Like, I, it doesn't get any any coverage, though, and I think that's what Sam's point is, is that it devalues the product and you won't see it. Yeah, I think that's possible, but I'm interested to see what that Tier 2 is going to be, and I think it's ultimately what what the school is offered money-wise because at that point, if you're not in the – you know, March Madness, you're going to be wanting to go with what can be, um, you know, not just a good thing, competitive, but also like profitable, possibly. Right. Um, it's so, both of those things at the same time. Yeah. The product is a part of it. But I also just really feel like if I was a player, it would devalue the worth of getting into that tournament for me. Mm-hmm. It's almost just too much opportunity. Like there's something to be said about the fact that it's sort of an exclusive group of people who get this honor of competing in postseason play. That's the way it should feel. I guess we'll find out how it's going to feel. Giddy up. All right, next March. We'll check back in then. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing Accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. From now, let's go to the new WNIT to the TBT, a.k.a. the basketball tournament. TBT tournament's redundant, but it feels better to say. I, I don't know where I stand on that, but let's ultimately look to what's going to be happening here in the Qs in the 315 next week. It's going to be a regional. So you have Bayheim's Army back at it. Disappointing end last year for sure. Bounced in the second round by the nerd team, Crush Nerds. Um, year before that, they won the whole thing. So they're very much going to be looking to get back to you can't even just say, oh, you want to make a deep run because you come in second. You don't get anything. <laughs> so you have to win the whole thing. You win or you don't. And it's exciting having Jimmy Beheim there. You know that that's always going to add an, an additional layer of excitement for any of the fans or anyone who is following this team. I also think that everyone should keep their eyes on Matt Morgan from Cornell. Love I think Matt he's Morgan. a little bit of a sleeper. Love Matt Morgan. MVP runner up in the pro league in France behind this little guy named Wemby. So I'm feeling like little there's guy. a lot going on there. <laughs> I'm feeling guy. like there's some exciting things to look forward to. Victor Wembignana. Um And how about that guy, man? It'll be interesting. We'll see if he gets pushed around or not. I just, right now, I, I think he could have a stellar career, but I just, I don't, I don't see a game going well for him against Giannis or Joel Embiid right now. We'll mm. see, but let's uh, sidetrack him. We don't need to get into some Spurs talk right now, but. If you're new to the TBT scene, um, it's a 64-team field, million-dollar grand prize. A lot of the teams are alumni-based. So locally, we have Syracuse, so which is Bayheim's Army, and then you have Blue Collar U, which is Buffalo, and they actually ended up winning the whole thing last year, which was awesome. But this team is mostly made up of Syracuse players. Jimmy Bayheim back for a second year. Rakeem Christmas back for a second year. Tyus Battle and is playing for the first time, which is exciting. And then you do have a few players that are not affiliated with SU, but at this point, the fan base loves them as if they were. And one of them is Matt Morgan, who played at Cornell. And this dude is so fun to watch. And he actually did tremendous in the summer league with the Clippers from what I saw. So I would not be surprised if he ends up making a roster. But if we could have him here next week, great insane sick and plus i think it's also cool 
that, as you said, there are a lot of people here who have those Syracuse ties and connections. There are a couple of players who have already played with each other. Right. It's always a weird feeling to be playing on a team where you don't know exactly what the chemistry is going to be like, especially since it's for a condensed period of time. I think that's cool that some of these players have some experience having played with each other before. Big time, and a lot to relate to, and they and they want to make you know the fan base proud, and ultimately they want to get that money. So let's see if they can get that bread. First game's happening on Monday, July 24th. It was at OCC last year, and it was awesome, great environment, but they realized, like, hey, we can probably sell some more tickets, so they're moving it over to the Upstate Medical University Arena at the On Center War Memorial. Bang. That Look felt that. good. That felt good. Quick question. Mm -hmm. How much money do you realistically think for whichever team wins this? Is this really coming out to you per person? I think it depends on what their role is, and I, I think agree. they know that. So, like, I know it's not equal. I know it's not equal because you have the managers that sure. are involved in it, but I wouldn't. I would say, if I had to do some quick math here, I'd say it probably averages around fifty k. If I had to guess, maybe maybe sixty. But it's been at one million for a few years now, and mm -hmm. I like to think they made more money. And with inflation, I'd like to see this go up to the one point <laughs> two three zero six million dollar grand prize. So we'll see if they do it. But they're playing on Team Gibson. Taj Gibson played for the Knicks. Um, affiliated team that he got going so we'll see what happens but i'm excited i'm very excited it's That's a, it's cool a perfect watch. thing for the dog days of summer because we are in it here in cny and before we get out of here producer brendan's trivia he says it's going to be super hard he said the newsroom couldn't get jack on it so let's see if we can make it happen yes let's see if you can make anything happen which uh, i know you won't uh 2021 we're going back to the years Bayheim's army Won the whole thing, guys. Yeah. The whole million dollars. They had three players on that team who averaged double-digit points. Part one of the question, name all three players who averaged double-digit points on the 2021 edition of Bayheim's Army. Part two of the question is, name the only one of those three to have actually played college ball at Syracuse. I, feel, I can't remember his name, but I feel like I know the guy who's the – I, I know, okay, Kiefer Sykes. That is one of them. And yes. he didn't play at Syracuse, so there's one. But won the tournament for him that year. Yeah, and he, he hit, the, he hit the, the Elam ending. The other is... Do you know the Syracuse guy? It's, it's either Malachi Richardson or... I'm like so much... I'm so blanking on his first name right now. It's White the Third. Why am I not thinking of it? This is embarrassing. Um, Malachi Richardson, and then the third is going to be. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! He's he's not he's not Syracuse, as Brendan said. He was on the team last year. I'm seeing his face in my head. Hold on, let me lock in. Villains watching, don't if care if you can on, see if it you're in watching your head. on YouTube. I will say Kiefer Sykes is the easiest one of these three to get solely because he made Got the it. last DeAndre oh. Kane. No. <laughs> uh, uh, is it Matt Morgan? Was he with them in 21? Negative Ghost Rider. Dang it. Um, the... Syracuse player was it Malachi Richardson? No, it was not. Was it White the third? It was not. I have a hint for the Syracuse player. Okay. He was drafted in the first round of the 2015 NBA draft. 
Andrew White the third. No. Uh, well, no, I, I, no, I, I, I feel I, like I know the um, guy who he's talking about. And it was I, 2015 first round. Yes. And I, I can't remember his name, but I think I can see his face right now. 2015 first round. That is such a jumble in my mind of like, okay. Also, when was NBA first round draft out? picks, there is no guarantee of success. So these guys like flame out way yeah. more often than like an NFL first round draft pick does. Or really, really any sport first round draft pick. MLB, you don't hear about them for the next five years because they're playing in the farm system. NBA, they're playing right away or they're done. It wasn't it wasn't Tyler Ennis because I don't think he was on the team two years ago. Are you asking me that? <laughs> yeah. It is not Tyler Ennis. Can we get the first letter of his first name? No. Is it an E? Did we get the second non-Syracuse player? Yes, Tyrese Rice. Tyrese Rice. Averaged 14.3 a game. He went to Boston College. Yep. He was an eagle. Oh, man. This is bad. This is bad. My brain is jumbled. Maybe you should have gone on that two-week vacation, Tommy. <laughs> I know. Sharper today. Come on, the first letter. Please, villain, please. You just said villain. Why would I give you anything? <laughs> Super villain. Yes. Okay. What's the first letter? C. No. Wait, no. You wouldn't be saying the last name, right? No, because no, MCW, MCW no. was in it years earlier. I don't think he was ever with Payheim's Army. I don't think. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I don't know. Sam? I, I feel like I can see the guy, but I can't think of any names right now. Th throw out a first name. Throw out any first name. Just any first name that starts with the letter C? Any first name that starts with the letter C. Connor. No. Mike, Jerry, Dave. No. Oh, wait, what? It. It's just making sense. <laughs> it is uh, um, Syracuse legend Chris McCullough. Oh, my. He averaged 13 gosh. and a half points per game in the 2021 edition of the tournament. Drafted by the Brooklyn Nets, 29th overall in 2015. Anyone know anything about his NBA career? Uh, didn't last long. <laughs> <laughs> didn't last long. Oh, oh, that's I bad. I missed you guys. That's, I, I that's missed bad. you. I need to start like studying and being prepared for this. It's not going to help you. Yeah, it uh, will. It's, it's so hard to know what questions he's going to rip it out. It will. That was good, though. That was great. That was good, though. One for three. We'll take it. That's a W. <laughs> no, what? No. It's not. A, it's a W. It's a W for the supervillain uh, producer, Brendan. But good show. We'll be back next week. We know we have locked in Colgate's head coach for football as we get ready for. Um, the first week of the season. So that'll be happening sometime in August, and we'll be looking to line up some more stuff. So exciting stuff to come, but we're back better than ever. Final notes, final thought? I know that we're still immersed in summer, but I feel like I can taste football season on the horizon, and I'm excited about it. I'm excited too. I really am. The Orange Zone Podcast, Samantha Cross and Brendan Hodges. I'm Tommy Sladak. We're out of here. See you next week. Peace. See ya.